Hello and welcome to the Codex Prime Podcast. We are on episode 109 and it is Tuesday, February 13th, 2018. I am your host, Victor Omoyo, and with me as always is my co-host and social media chair, Carl Bird. What up, y'all? Yes, indeed. Uh, it's another week. You know, we are just one day before Valentine's Day, the 14th. Um, what up, Kyle? Yeah, yeah. What's up, Kyle? Thanks for joining us on the show. You know, you know, I, I will say about Valentine's Day, you know, every every year I always used to say Valentine's Day is here. Bah! Humbug. Yeah. Yeah. You would. But now... I don't have to say that anymore, so that's awesome. Shout-outs <laughs> Shout to Monet. Yeah, you completely turned him around. You sure did, Monet. Uh, and John Haponic, the supervillain, has joined us. Oh, shit. Yes, and that reminds me, three days, three days from Black Panther this Friday, man. How amped are you, man? Dude, like, I'm, I'm like, woke all week. I, I'm telling you, I'm going to go from like listening to N.W.A. to I'm black, y'all, and I'm bliggity, bliggity, bliggity. <laughs> oh, man. CB4. Damn, that's a good movie. Yeah. <laughs> was that Alan Payne that did that? Yeah, it was yeah. him. <laughs> bliggity, black, blackity, black, the black, black. Yeah. DC forever. Okay, John. Yeah. You know, I mean, I will, I will, I will say this, that, though. You know, I can't wait to hear John's contrarian review as to why Black Panther wasn't all that. Oh, he's gonna he's gonna hate out of spite. Oh, At yeah. this point, it's like he's the supervillain. He just has to now. It's like it's his job. Yeah, it it, it it is. You know, I mean, even I mean, he's he's still carrying the flag for DC and for the DCEU, and you know, he he's he's like the Cowboys fan Don't of you a even comic. Go, no, no, he is. No, no he no, is. No, John no. Haponic is the Cowboys fans of comic book fa- no. fandom because much like the Cowboys, the DCEU just don't they just don't know how to pull up win except for Wonder Woman. But you know, he's still carrying the tor- torch. He's still loyal. So you know, even though on the one hand it's a little sad, you also got to respect his his uh his his dedication. You're a dick. There's <laughs> <laughs> no there's no way to sugar to sugar. You shut your mouth. You shut your face, Kyle. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you, Kyle. You see, he's you know? a Panther fan. Oh, okay. Yeah. So when you went to, when you went on your troll session, he was right along. He was right along with you. Oh, nice. Yes, last week's uh, troll session. Ah. Uh, felt so good yeah um but yeah we got we got some we got plenty of uh some news and stuff to get into it's a jam-packed docket uh this week and uh as per usual we're going to begin with stuff we've been up to in the past week or so since the last episode so with that carl what have you been up to uh sharon. between uh last week and now sharing this damn podcast <laughs> yep he's sharing like a madman to various uh pages and Groups and feeds. Right. Um, for one, I do want to say big shout outs to friend of the show, former and multiple time guest Afton. Mm-hmm. She just got married this past Friday. We went to that wedding. Yep. Yes. So we did. you know, big shout, you know, big shout outs to her and Curtis. Mm-hmm. Um, still playing games on easy. Call no. When did I ever play a game on easy? <laughs> oh, you're trying to cheat your way through four for February? Yeah, by playing short games that I can beat. <laughs> <laughs> okay. 
So speaking of which, I bet I have been working on that. I'm actually ahead of ske- ahead of schedule where I'm at right now. Um, I'm two for two. I beat the Guardians of the Galaxy Telltale. Oh, okay. And then I revisited Uncharted: The Lost Legacy. Okay. And beat that again. Right on. So right now, um, still working on Dragon Ball, and then I still got to do uh, Marvel vs. Capcom. Mm. And I still got two more story. I beat one of the story arcs in Dragon Ball. Nice. And I got two more to start whenever I get a chance. Cool, man. So yeah, I've been working on that. Um, I'll start off with oh yeah, and um, quick album review: the Just- Justin Timberlake's latest album, Man on Man of the Woods. Mm-hmm. It's actually pretty good. I mean, I would say like maybe I have to give it a few more listens, but it's n- it didn't catch my eye as to um, the tw- his last album, the twenty twenty vision um, experience did for me. Yeah, like I just don't see this this one album being like timeless. Okay. I mean, who knows? Maybe like there'll be that one single to prove me wrong. I mean, there was Filthy, Midnight Summer Jam, and one of my favorites, Higher Higher, on the album. Mm. But he said Dumpster Juice. <laughs> wow. <laughs> wow. I guess he's not a Timberlake fan. He's, I don't think he is. But mm. I just think, I mean, uh, it's not bad. I would have to give it a few more listens. Okay. So it's one of those albums that has to grow on you a little yes. bit. Mm. I got gotcha. you. Um. And then we'll probably review this one together. The Black Panther soundtrack. Yes. Yo. Yo, the Black Panther soundtrack, which is uh, produced, curated by Kendrick Lamar. It's hot fire, man. Indeed. Hot. Yeah, man. Yo, this this whole track, I've, I've listened to it like five times now, just forward from the first track to the last one on Spotify. You know, whatever, whenever I'm driving or just chilling at home, yo, that album is... Yeah, if if this if hopefully hopefully the the musical the film score will be just as memorable as the soundtrack because you know Marvel has a real problem with that you know because you're it, the only you're the only one who actually pays attention to that shit. But that's the problem though. I mean, it's like it, it, it's no, like the it's film. Not a problem. It's just it's like, like a, people a, just don't they, they like yeah. It's cool to like it's cool to have a, a score. Yes, the score makes the movie, but it's like but for Marvel, as as people pay more attention to the story. No, but the, a score adds tremendously to the emotional impact. No, of it a does, film. but it does. It, but it's not the main. You make it seem like it has to have the score. The score has to be memorable. Yeah, it, it does. Has to. It ne- necessarily does. Because guess what? Everybody's still watching them. Everybody's still enjoying them. There's still good stories. Shot. Sorry, John. But mm. yeah, so I'm like, okay. You know, Nobody for so- really gives a shit about the score. They don't really give a shit about the score you know for like so, for somebody who's musically inclined man this this is just this is just rank just just rank ignorance i'm hearing right now it's not necessarily it's not ignorance it's just what it is like no just don't i mean i mean would star wars be just as good without that memorable score by john williams not really Jurassic, I, no, I think it would. I think it would because there's still no matter what, there's still good stories. Like Jurassic Park, Indiana Jones, Mad Everybody Max. Everybody pretty Fury much Road. remembers only one song from each of those movies, oh. except with the exception of Star Wars. Star Wars has about like three. A whole bunch, a whole bunch. Three, um, maybe four. Nah, you're the min- canteen. Okay, yep. there's the canteen. There's, there's a cantina. There's the Imperial, the Imperial March, March. The opening crawl. Crap. The end credits. Jabba's palace. Nobody gives a damn about Jabba's palace. Oh yeah, they do. The March on Endor, 
Oh, there's so there's so, so many pieces, man. But it doesn't necessarily mean every movie has to have that. Well, if no. if you're on the level of Marvel Studios, you should be on point on everything, and that includes the musical scores. It's I mean, like, I mean, because because it's, cause, just, cause it's in, not okay. It's in, just not their main. It's not their top focus. I'm like, yeah, it's gonna be there, but it's like it's just not gonna be his top focus. We still this and they're still delivering like. Good, great products. Yeah, they are delivering entertaining products. Yes. Not, yeah. But I mean, musically, it does matter too. I mean, I mean, and not it, to mention, oh, the event, the Avengers theme, the Avengers Assemble theme, the That's the only one. And then no, and then there's the one that they play in the Infinity Wars trailer, that, which is the same one. No, is it the same one? It's the same one. It's the same song. Yeah, just slow down. Yeah. That's, ex- that's the exact same tune from the from the tr- 2012 film. Just slow that down. Word would, that would require creative freedom. <laughs> Burn. But what did your creative freedom do? Deliver uh, 33% top rated movies. Oh, well, it's got you there, John. But, I mean... Uh, Come on, Warner Brothers owns Rotten Tomatoes. Y'all can't just... <laughs> Stick a few good ones in there, <laughs> but a, a nope. score. But yeah, a, a, a musical score does add to the flavor of a, of a film, and especially when you have a film like Black Panther coming out, which takes place in the in the continent of Africa in Wakanda. I, honestly, I think they would. I think they would nail that one. I mean, and if they're nailing everything, I mean, about the culture, right? I think I think they would nail. I think they would nail that too. And Ryan Coogler, and if Ryan Coogler is directing. Mm-hmm. I mean, like I said, I still work out whenever I do decide to get my behind back in the gym. I yeah. still like work out to the Creed soundtrack. Yeah, I mean, well, that's the soundtrack. I'm talking about like the actual musical score, though. There's like one song I uh, that's in my playlist from the score. Oh yeah. Yeah, the training montage. Oh yes. Yeah. yeah. I mean, so yeah, yeah. So with with Black Panther, um, I'm so amped for that movie this week. Yeah, right. I am too, and. Getting back on the soundtrack, the soundtrack by Kendrick Lamar. Yeah, oh, like yeah. That's, yeah, that's how we got to this. Yeah, uh, okay. it's every every track is great. Like from all the stars, of course, mm-hmm. with SZA, X with Schoolboy Q, Two Chains and Saudi, The Ways, um, Paramedic, Bloody Waters. Yo, these these tracks, man. That lead single with the weekend is actually like dope. Oh, pray for me. Yes, that has a dope beat too. Like I was actually like it. Pl- they played it on the radio um, Friday while I was um while I was at work. Only Marvel movie I miss is Thor Ragnarok. I'm not missing Black Panther. You better not be. Yeah, Thor Ragnarok you you can ignore, but I, Black Panther you can you have to you watch. Can watch. You can watch Ragnarok. Don't don't listen to this bougie motherfucker. <laughs> Uh, whatever, man. Yo, I just hope Black Panther doesn't fall into the whole, you know, jokes at the expense of drama tip like Thor Ragnarok did. And that, that and that little one little tidbit just ruined the whole damn movie for you. I mean, with Thor, with Thor Ragnarok, yo, you sound like my girl when she watched The Wrestler. She was enjoying it till the end, and she <laughs> hates that movie now because of that one part at the end. What the, the ending where he jumps off the top rope and you don't know if he dies? Yeah. She's so pissed at that. Like she cussed you out. Beyond, <laughs> that was to beyond oblivion. Like I'm like, like yo, that's how it should end. I'm like yo, yeah. the ending was perfect. We got. Was it good? What Thor, Thor Ragnarok? Ragnarok? Yeah, I enjoyed it. 
it's enjoyable, but just know that like they they throw a bunch of jokes. Spoiler, oh shit! Yeah, we spoiled the hell out of it. What the wrestler? No, we spoiled. What we spoiled? Um, Thor Ragnarok for Kyle. Oh what? Did we? You just put spoiler. What well, I don't know. I don't know what we said. But I, I mean, anyway. But yeah, Thor Ragnarok. Like I said, it it it, it kills it kills its own drama at the expense of making cheap jokes oh, for 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 a cheap drama. laugh. I mean, no, I mean, that's what, I mean, here's the thing with Marvel. Marvel is all about their four-quadrant four filmmaking, you know, and, and and quite frankly, yeah, you want, they want to hit all, all four parts of the quadrant, but still, you know, you, you can't sacrifice drama, I mean, for, for cheap laughs. I mean, you already got their, you already got the audience in the door with, with Thor. Give them a serious story with some, with some appropriate jokes thrown in without sacrificing the story, the integrity of the story. But people are like, oh, I, I, I like, I like it when, I like it when Thor swings his hammer around. It's so awesome. Oh my god! But oh, the cinematography was just amazing. Yeah, oh, it was so bigly, bigly. It was just so bigly good. And I don't use bigly. I'm not Trump, Jesus. But, but I know. I'm just throwing shots back at you. Yeah, but. But anyway, yes. Uh, if if you <laughs> let's go back to the damn yeah, Black Panther. yeah. So, so real quick with the Black Panther soundtrack, it is available on Spotify and iTunes. The song I am with Georgia Smith by Georgia Smith was actually really good too. Oh, that is too. Yeah, yeah. Um, I highly recommend it if you're a fan of Kendrick Lamar. If you're a fan of just just dope hip hop, dope music, um, you can also get the CD. Of course, I like. I really, I really love this. The minimalist CD cover of his collar. Oh yeah, with the all black uh, background. That's, That's all you need. That's badass. Sometimes less is more. Absolutely. And sometimes Marvel could learn that uh-huh. with Thor Ragnarok. But but yeah, get the soundtrack, listen to it. Dude, let's move on. Yeah, it's, <laughs> That's pretty it's much dope. all I got. So it's dope. Go ahead, move on. Uh yeah, what else you got on your on your I'm end? Good. Yeah, I'm good. Oh, that's it. Okay. Yeah. What the hell have you been up to? Oh man. Well, for me, besides listening to the Black Panther soundtrack, I finished a book recently. I finished uh, Andy Weir's Artemis, uh, which I, yeah, which is a which is a really which is a really cool uh, science fiction caper. Uh, Andy Weir. Uh, this is his follow up book from The Martian, which is an awesome read and and a excellent film from 2015, starring Matt Damon. Uh, Artemis is a science fiction tale which takes place on this uh, city, this small city town state called Artemis on the Moon, and it follows this uh, this young this young woman named. Um, Named, uh, let me see, Jasmine Bashara. Uh, kind of had a brain fart there. Uh, Jasmine Bashara. She's a smuggler, and what she does is like she's uh, she's kind of living on the on the bottom rung of society, where she's uh, she just lives in a capsule capsule apartment, where it's just it's just literally like a like a small crawl space with a door, and that's it. That's where she lives, and uh, she's a studio sur- apartment in the projects. Oh no! Studio apartments are way bigger. Like she literally lives in a closet. Oh shit! Yeah, um, it's it's like one of those hotel pods in Japan where it's like um, it has a clear door and you go inside. It's like a little crawl space like this wide, and so like you you can only lie down and put your stuff in. That's it. Yeah. So that's so, so that's how she's living, and uh, she makes ends meet by being a smuggler, smuggling contraband from Earth uh, to the Moon, uh, whether it's uh, actual booze and. Um, and sometimes, which is really illegal uh, on the, on the moon, some flammable products. She does whatever she can to survive. Some what products? Flammable. 
Yeah, because I'm because on on in Artemis, because the air is so pressurized, you know, it's pretty illegal to have anything that's flammable, like a match matches or anything. Otherwise, oh. pff, yeah. So, uh, so in this, so in the story, she stumbles upon this, uh, this heist, this heist, this slash get get, get rich quick scheme where um, she's recruited by this multi billionaire to uh, sabotage uh, the one of the uh, plants. One of the main uh, plants that that's uh, manufacturing uh, oxygen and other mineral, other minerals, speci- specifically aluminum, on the moon, which is like one of the main resources on in, on the city of Artemis, and she figures, okay, it's a cool, pay- it's a simple payday, just in and out, in and, an in and out sabotage job, and I, and then once she does that, she'll have like one million credits or one million slugs to her name, and she can actually move on and have her own apartment and have some, you know, real. Real space to live. Uh, problem is, of course, uh, the the scheme goes turns south immediately, and next thing you know, uh, Jasmine's on this uh, on this uh, survival quest where the stakes are high, where she has to cover up her tracks, and she runs into this interesting cast of characters, and she has to say, and she has to figure out a way to you know survive this uh, s- this scheme that blew up in her face, and yeah, it's a really it's a pretty terrific. Uh, a crime caper uh, science fiction story. Uh, Andy Weir he does a great job, much similar and similar to The Martian, where he provides a lot of awesome scientific explanations and details of some of the concepts that work on this um, this city on the moon. Now, would you have to read The Martian to? Oh no, not at all. No, no, this is totally separate. Oh okay. Yeah, um, it's 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 a it's pre- he does a pretty good job of like uh, world building, describing how this how this uh, city on the moon works. Oh, so it's basically like, I mean, it's not a sequel to The Martian, but it's in oh, the same universe. Oh no, not in, not even in the same universe. It's a oh, totally so it's sta- oh, it's yeah. standalone. Yep, it's totally oh, okay. original. It's a completely original story, and uh, and uh, what, what's cool about it is like um, he the science that that he describes in built in building that world and describing some of the concepts that work, like how they're their life support system works and like even the tiniest thing that can that would go wrong can jeopardize the whole the whole operation mm. it kind of adds to the stakes of it um deal, dealing with like the physics of like being on dealing with like low gravity living on the lunar surface um also like the main character jasmine like she's just uh she's kind of a fuck up in that like she's she's like she's she's a, she's a woman that has enormous potential but she gets in her own way she's brash she's outspoken she's foul-mouthed um she's uh she's kind of ratchet uh you know and you know she could do so much more and she's she's very intelligent especially in, in uh, technologically speaking but she gets in her own way and even her father looks at her as a, as a complete disappointment and, and but 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 you kind of see her growth throughout the throughout the throughout the story, and and it's it's just a it's just a fantastic science fiction read. So if you're a fan of of, of crime capers, science fiction stories with colorful characters, and Andy Weir's uh, terrific writing and world building descriptions, Artemis is one that I highly recommend checking out on store shelves now. It came out last November. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, definitely a, definitely a hot read, and I can definitely see this. Uh, being adapted into a film. Who do you see playing Jasmine? Hmm, well, Jasmine's uh, definitely a Middle Eastern actress, someone Saudi Arabian, um, perhaps uh, an unknown, at least in the States, oh, okay. could play her. And um, I also like the fact that uh, Kenya, 
the country of Kenya is like became like the main, the world's main source of space exploration. Um, nice. Yeah. So you get, you get to see some characters of color at work in this, doing their thing. So it's awesome. You coming up? Yeah, man. So yes, Artemis, check it out in bookstores now. All right. Yeah. So. News and items and interest. <laughs> All right. So we got some uh, some news and items coming your way. Uh, like I said, it's a jam-packed docket. This docket's looking real jacked. Uh, we'll begin with a couple of trailers here. Uh, first, we got a new trailer for Deadpool 2, this time starring Cable. It's Josh Brolin's character. What do you think? I thought it was hilarious. It was certainly uh, I, lo- I I love it when like Deadpool just throws out like random shots. Mm-hmm. Like when they show when they first showed like Josh Brolin, but like he's acting in it, but yet they just show the arm and mm-hmm. arm in the green um oh, the green band oh the green sleeve. So and he's like, <laughs> "What? Yeah, sleeve. Thank you." Yeah. So he's like, "Wait, what is this? Like, where's the CGI? It's not like we're trying to edit out a mustache or something, you know, taking <laughs> shots at Justice League." Yeah, yeah, great, tra- great trailer. Um, Josh Brolin is, looks like yo. Looks like I'm gonna be looking forward to seeing him play Cable in many more movies. Well, four. Yeah, yeah. Hey, I mean, he signed a four four movie deal, right? Uh, for for Deadpool. Alone. No, for Cable. Or oh, for Cable. Yeah, for the character mm. Cable, he sound like he signed like a four four movie deal. Oh, right on. Hey. So we may be getting like an X Force movie. Yeah. Oh, yeah. That's right. I want to start a petition to like to get Terry Crews to play Bishop. I'm down for that. Hey, Terry Crews is a good actor. Man needs work. He can he can get work. Yeah, he can. But like, I mean, like more substantial, popular work is what I'm saying. You know, but everybody hates Chris. Yeah, well, but that was a few years ago, though. I'm talking about something new. Oh, okay. Yeah. But uh, but yeah, the Deadpool Deadpool uh two trailer was fantastic. I especially like the little subtle Disney uh uh Disney uh references with. Oh yeah, uh, we reach for the sky. Yeah. yeah, with Disney buying Fox and then um with uh. Deadpool playing with the Deadpool and uh, uh, Cable yeah, action, action figures. Yeah. And it's like, I got the stones for you. And then he, which is a reference to Thanos. Um, what's, what's interesting is that like the the marketing for Deadpool 2, much like the first film, is just so on point. And you still don't know. We still don't know what the I don't know about. what the movie's about. <laughs> yeah. Like, I don't know. Yeah, I don't know. But I'm sure, yes, there's time travel involved. Mm-hmm. Domino is going to be. All I just know is that who's going to be in it. Mm-hmm. Yeah, like I still don't know what 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 Domino's role is. Um, I do I do see um Dopinder the cab. Yeah, oh they back. knew they. Oh yeah, they announced that they were bringing him back. Yep, and I was happy about that. Yeah, Blind Al. Hopefully, Blind. we'll get more of her because you know Le- Leslie Uggams, man. Yo, I'm I'm glad she's she's getting. I'm glad she's I'm glad she's having fun. Yeah, like she's doing something that's fun. Like mm-hmm. it was hilarious. Absolutely. And um, John asks, um, the odds of a Thanos joke in Deadpool 2. Watch the trailer, DC boy. Yeah, well, hmm. In the film itself, probably. You know, it's a good chance. Well, I don't know, because you think, wasn't they like pretty much done with it by the time the Disney acquired 21st um, Disney bought Fox? Yeah, but um, but it was widely known that uh, uh, Josh Brolin was cast as Cable during filming. So they could they probably could sneak something in there. X Force preview. That's could that could be what Deadpool two is. Mm. Yeah, especially um, especially if uh, if Domino turns out to be a badass character. Yeah, from what I heard, um, Rob Lee feels really happy with it. Nice. It's not like the she's not like the original drawn character, but she's mm. like he's like really happy with it. Oh, that's what's. And up. I think he has a cameo in there too. Oh yeah, okay. 
Did he have a cameo in the first one? No. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, Deadpool 2 comes out May 18th. They actually Fox actually moved up the release date. So it's going to be right between Dude, we're going to be like in the movie. <laughs> we're going to be in the theaters a lot in May. Yo, my movie pass is going to get a workout in May. Because we got what, we got Infinity War, yeah. what, Infinity Wars, Infinity War, Deadpool 2 and then Solo. Solo, yeah. Yeah. Okay, 3 weeks. Yep. 3 weeks of movie ain't bad. Yeah. So yeah, looking forward to that. This 3 months away and we also had another trailer. Marvel trailer for Venom, starring Tom Hardy as Eddie Brock. I didn't really get much. Yeah, I saw the sound. I saw the the symbiote. Well, more so the picture of Venom's face at the end. Yeah, but you still see it. So I'm like, I still want. I wanted to see more of Venom, but I'm like, it's a teaser. Yeah, it's a teaser. So I'm not gonna get the full for it. Though you know, full fledged like Venom. So I'm. I can wait. Yeah, and you know, I mean. I mean, uh, with with the Venom character, you know, people have always, especially fan fans and or fanboys, if you will, they've always been clamoring for like a a, a, a good representation of Venom for years think, because Topher Grace wasn't doing it. Oh, it was awful. Yeah, Eric, For- he is Eric Foreman. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, seventy show Venom was not doing it for anybody. Not at all. But Tom Hardy, I mean, badass actor, you know, and uh, hey, I'm I'm. Looking I heard there's to- there may be rumors of. Uh, Spider-Man actually be in it. Like, Tom Tom Holland actually, like, making a cameo in it. Uh, no. Uh, Sony's actually made it clear that the Venom's a, is part of a separate Spider-Man, Spidey universe yeah. that doesn't include the Tom Holland uh, Spidey. Listen, they're good at keeping secrets, so that's yeah. what they say. Yeah. You never know. Yeah, well, we, sh- we shall see, yeah. you know, how that R-rated universe can, you know, clash yeah, with the... Uh, I want to see Carnage. That's who I want to see. I heard that they did cast somebody, mm-hmm. but um, damn, I gotta look it up. Yeah, you know, a Carnage has actually gotten a lot of, um, a lot of not, not a lot of unfavorable buzz by a lot of fans because I, I I've run into several uh, Spider-Man fans that said that oh Carnage is just an awful character. Oh, he's just a like he's just a psychotic, just one dimensional, and that's it. But you know, like much like how Marvel has done a good job of taking like. Like C list and D list characters yeah. and making them memorable, they can do the same. Sony can do the same with Carnage and make them actually a three dimensional character. It's like, oh wow, way better than anything that you've seen in the comics. So I don't want to mind if they take Carnage and you know make the most of them. They say he's gonna appear. Carnage is gonna appear in Venom. Okay. Oh. Venom versus Carnage. Oh my God. Maximum Carnage. Nage. The film. Yo. Oh my <laughs> God. Oh my God. I just got souped up thinking about that. Mm. Yeah, man. Spider Man Venom. Oh my oh, god! I need, to, I need to go to the toy vault and get that Sega game. <laughs> Yo, man, I used to play Maximum Carnage quite often. No, Maximum Carnage was just shit. That and uh, Separation Anxiety. That was good too. Yeah, I, I was, you know, it got me too. Like the simple fact that Maximum Carnage had a red had a red cartridge. Yeah, <clears throat> yeah, it did. yeah, it did. Man, that was a fun game. Yeah, man. Yeah, just for Super Nintendo, right? Yeah, I do. That's right. You didn't have a Sega. Nah. Nah, Super Nintendo was the better console, as we all know. Sega was perfectly fine. Yeah, sure. Sure. Maybe because I I had Sega. I liked Super Nintendo. I had no beef with it. Yeah. Yeah, same same deal with me. I used to freaking play. I used to like, I had a subscription in Nintendo Power Magazine, but yeah, I had a Sega Sega Genesis. Oh, you had to keep up with with it? No, it was just like I was, um, 
a lot of times like Nintendo Power used to have the maps. Mm-hmm. So in some of the games, they were completely the same. Oh, that's right. So, yeah. Yeah, like Lion King. That's how I was able to beat Lion King because they had everything mapped out. Mm-hmm. So, and another thing too, I wanted to bring up. Um, I was at I was at work. Yeah. And one of the one of the clients I was working with mm-hmm. was on a computer playing Clay Fighters. Really? Yes. <laughs> Clay Fighter, man, that game was was not very good. No, it was not. I mean, I like the concept, but no, yeah, execution. No. no. Great concept, poor execution. Yeah. Like the Rock's Rampage movie. <laughs> I mean, you know, you don't know. I mean, that shit looks fucking awful. It might break the video game movie. No, curse. it's not even a. Bu- <laughs> Bruh, it already like failed. <laughs> Uh, it's not even about the mo- it's not even about the animals. It's about the rock. Well, of course. I mean, I mean he's uh he's he's busy cranking out them box office hits, man. Well, yeah, but I don't know. It's gonna be it's gonna be the curse. Come on, man. He he didn't learn from Doom. Nah, oh, Doom was awful. Uh, Doom. Was... Oh, he, listen, the Rock knows it. No, oh, he the Rock knows it. it when he mentioned it in um his Hall of Fame in the Hall of Fame speech. Mm-hmm. He's like they show. He's like as ways of torture and the terrorists. Mm-hmm. They would show copies of. They would show the terrorists copies of the marine. Mm-hmm. So everybody's like, "Oh, he's like, oh no no no, it's okay. I made Doom." <laughs> <laughs> yeah, he did. Man, that was one of the. That was an awful video game based movie. And plus, like, I don't, you've seen it too, right? No. Like, like there, there are several scenes in the film where they have like the first person perspective. Yeah, I remember them like when they was no. talking, you know, talking about it. They're saying mm-hmm. like they wanted to keep the essence of like of the game, mm-hmm. but it's just it's just bad. It absolutely was. But yeah, I mean, I'll I'll probably watch Rampage anyway, for, just for the hell of it. Dude, because, you got the movie pass. Yeah. Speaking of movie pass. Yes. Yeah, speaking of movie pass, uh, for all you. If you haven't gotten the MoviePass train yet, you should because for a limited time, MoviePass is not will is now seven dollars and ninety five cents a month. Uh, for a limited time, MoviePass is lowering its nine ninety five a month price for new subscribers to seven ninety five, and this deal includes access to the Fandor streaming service. Uh, new subscribers just have to pay a one-time processing fee of nineteen ninety five for the Fandor subscription, which expires after one year. And also, Movie Movie Pass recently surpassed two million subscribers. So yeah, there is no better time than now to get on the Movie Pass train, especially with Black Panther coming out this Friday. Thing is, like, I don't go to the movies that often. Like, I go, I go more, mm-hmm. but it's like, do I? Am I really gonna like use it like that? I'm not. Well. I mean, yeah, it's, I mean, it, 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 you definitely get the most of it if you go to the movies as often as I do. Yeah, you go too much. I don't go too much. You go once a week. Some, at best. At best, when there's something interesting in, but I haven't been to the movies since Hostiles a couple weeks ago. A couple of weeks ago. Do, yeah. do you know how last time I went to the movies was freaking Last Jedi? Last Jedi was your last movie? Yeah. Dang, yo, there's so many good feel- See, look, here's the thing. Even if you eat. I was. I, I would recommend. Don't go to the movies that often. Well, but here's the thing, though. Even if you get Movie Pass now and just pay seven ninety five a month, like you can use that Movie Pass to to avoid paying the evening ticket prices, which are like what twelve bucks, twelve fifty, I think. About that, yeah. Yeah, all you gotta do is like go to the theater, punch it in your use a Movie Pass app, go there, and boom, there no, it is. Yeah, definitely. Just, I mean, save yeah, money. Definitely, yeah. 
And no, John, I do no, John, I do not own stock in Movie Pass. I'm just an I'm just an enthusiastic fan. Why don't you, just, why don't you buy stock and shit? If my ass could afford it, man, yeah, I'm, I'm right. kind of I'm kind of broke right now. But you know, that's something to think about. On them damn movies all the damn time. Well, here's a like. So, yeah, it works like what once a day. Like you can use it like once a day. Yeah, once oh. a day, and then it resets at at twelve midnight. Oh, okay. So it's like if you want well, to. Well, if you watch a movie at one eleven fifty. Oh no. Like if you watch a movie, like say like no, like if you watch like a midnight showing or something. A midnight showing, yeah, then it'll only work for to the time the next day, so oh, that okay. won't work until mid- midnight the next day. So, yeah, so yeah, movie pass seven ninety five a month. Get on it. Yes, that was free advertising because, like I said, I'm just an enthusiastic fan. Okay. Um, also, uh, speaking of uh, streaming services and Netflix, uh, Chris Rock has a brand new stand up special coming out tomorrow. Watching it. Yep, I will watch it too. Review it next week. It's called Tambourine. Listen, Bigger and Blacker was like my high, like my ninth grade. Yeah, ninth grade going into <laughs> that summer when it came out. Like I watched, I taped it, mm-hmm. watched it so many times. Bought the soundtrack. Yeah, put my boys onto it. That was like our Bible. That's <laughs> like, yo. Yo, bigger and blacker and bring the pain. Those are yeah. those are banging. I need. I would love to. I need to go back and watch those again because I. Mm-hmm. I actually watch older. Yeah. Yeah, like I actually watched a couple of clips just like uh, uh, last week, and it still holds up. It's yeah. just as funny as it was twenty years ago. Oh damn, that was twenty years ago. Yeah. Yeah the 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 skit about um the platonic friend. Yeah. <laughs> oh, shit. oh that that had me dying. Oh man. That's a, yeah, that was a good one. Oh god, I need to watch that again. Yeah, speaking of speaking of Chris Rock, uh, you remember the Chris Rock show on HBO? I caught it here and there. I didn't have HBO as a kid. Mm. Yeah, I, I, I caught it here and there as well. Like you can find like clips on YouTube. Isn't it on um, HBO now? I don't, actually, you know, surprisingly, no. You can actually check if you. Uh, right actually, yeah, because I know I, I got the app. Because I had, I didn't see it on there, which is surprising. But I remember the Chris Rock show, and um, it has some funny ass sketches on there. Like, for example, the Daddy still has a flat, flat top. top. <laughs> I was just thinking that one. <laughs> oh my gosh, um, the the cereal nigga, please. <laughs> that sketch, man. Yo, that that whole show is off the wall, man. But yes, I, I'm I'm really looking forward to Tambourine because I think uh, Chris Rock's uh, last stand up special was on HBO. It was called um, Kill the Messenger. Yeah, it was Kill the Messenger. That was like 2010, I think. No, it, I want to say, and I'm always doing saying that because I just scrolled past it. But it's no, funny. it was. I think it was 2009 because that's because he did reference uh, Barack Obama getting elected. So that was his it, last. Yeah. yeah, his last stand-up special. Before that, it was Never Scared. In the, Never Scared was so good. Yeah, that really was. Yeah. So yeah, Tambourine. Can't wait for that. You know, Netflix. They're they're doing it big with the stand-up specials and the comedians, man. Uh. You know, sorry, Monique. Yeah, sorry, Monique. I mean, Monique trying to, you know, trying to hit people up for, for money because five hundred thousand ain't enough. For what she's, for what she hasn't done lately. Yeah, I mean, the last, the last big thing Monique done was Precious, which she won an Oscar for. Yeah, yeah. Um, I was gonna say, uh, you know, you know who I really want to ha- see have a stand up special on Netflix? Ooh. Eddie Murphy. I think he has. Hey, he got, he's he's teasing us way too much. He says yeah. he's coming back, and then he's not, and then he's just. And which, in a way, I understand because Delirious and Raw were just classics. Yeah, but like, man. and they still hold up to this day, like thirty years later. 
they they hold up, but man, you cannot do any of that shit today. It's no, so, no, so un, un PC. Like, oh my god, no. Like, like for those for those watching or listening to the chat for for those younger viewers, if you will, like if you watch Delirious and Raw today, it's it's for straight up. It's not PC. It's homophobic because it was in the eighties. Yeah. Uh, yeah, you can't get away with any of those any of those jokes today. Yeah, but you know what? When he acts like his father, when he talks about his father, those are like the, that's like the most memorable. Those are the most memorable parts for me. Oh yeah, the whole Lillian. <laughs> oh man, I need. Oh yeah, oh, I need yeah. to watch that again. Too. <laughs> oh, especially in a uh, raw where he makes fun of uh, 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 fans who watch Rocky. <laughs> yeah, that was good. Oh my god! All right, Rocco. Rocco. Stallone was just funny, yo. He, it, the, the access, to, yo. Just watch it. Watch, watch it. Rewatch it. Mm-hmm. You youngins, watch it. Yeah. Just hands down. Hey, Python, you seen that new Rocky movie? Yeah, it's a great fucking movie. Yeah. <laughs> I used to know it word for word too. Yeah. So oh yeah. Uh, what else we got here? Uh, got some other news here. Uh, the 2018 Writers Guild Award. Wars have have just uh, played out recently, uh, featuring Horizon Zero Dawn as the winner for outstanding achievement in video game writing. Real, recognized, real. See, it's yes. about time. Some video games were bullshit. That was bullshit. Yeah, they yo Horizon Zero Dawn got no love. I'm still not even done with that game. Yeah, you have plenty to plenty to do. Yeah, I mean, I'm not. I, I'm, I couldn't even. I couldn't put that in my four in February. Yeah, there's no way you could. No. Um, I, I I will say that Horizon Zero Dawn uh, it had some good competition uh, with the video game writing category. Um, it beat Dishonored, Death of the Outsider, uh, Madden NFL 18, Long Shot, and Futurama Worlds of Tomorrow. Madden Long Shot is very good. I enjoy I enjoy doing that. I enjoy playing that feature. Uh, that's the one with Mahershal Ali, right? Yeah. Oh, okay, nice. Um, also, um, Get Out won the Writers Guild Award for Original Screenplay. Uh, call, call me by your name. One adapt, adapted, yeah, adapted screenplay. Yeah, right? yeah, I am. Got it tongue tied. Okay. Uh, the Handmaid's Tale, which is on Hulu, still haven't watched that. It won yeah. uh, two awards for best drama and new series. Veep won best comedy, and BoJack Horseman's episode Times Arrow won for best animation. So yeah, I keep seeing a lot of buzz about BoJack Horseman. I've seen the first episode. It's oh, well, first two episodes because uh, Monet put me onto it. It's actually really good. Okay. Yeah, it's, it's kind of like offbeat, kind of, kind of similar humor to humor to like say Bob's Burgers. I don't like Bob's Burgers. Uh, like like in the sense that like it's not like Bob's Burgers, but it's, it's similar in the sense that it's like, it's like pretty offbeat with like weird characters, like weird sense of humor. Yeah, kind of Mortyish. Kind of like Rick, not as extreme as Rick and Morty, oh, okay. but yeah, has that offbeat charm to it. Oh, okay. Yeah, um, we also have some uh, sad news. Some uh, two two high profile passings recently. Um, unfortunately, here we have a uh, uh, film composer Johan Johansson, uh, who who just died at the age of forty eight, gone way too soon on February 9th. A cause of death is not yet known. Uh, Johansson was known for creating the Oscar and Golden Globe nominated nominated music for Sicario, Arrival, and The Theory of Everything, for which he won the Golden Globe for. And he also contributed some music to Darren Ar- Aronofsky's film Mother. Major major loss in the uh, film uh, composers category, and it shows that yes, scores do matter. 
Uh, Sicario, for example, has a thunderous and powerful and intense score, very raw and very unsettling. Um, it was actually it was also Oscar nominated, and I actually have the the score on my Spotify. So if you haven't listened to the score for Sicario, I highly recommend it. It's like ambient and disturbing, and just like really gets underneath your skin. Also, Arrival. Very, very uh, interesting ambiance, use of ambient noise to create that otherworldly science fiction alien atmosphere that, that permeates the film. Um, a, a tremendous loss in, in, in films. You also did, did uh, Blade Runner 2049, but, it was in the, but he had a song that was unused. Yeah, yeah, he, did, he was the original composer, but he was replaced by uh, um, Hans Zimmer and Benjamin Walfish. Oh, okay. Yeah. So yeah, major loss in the film composer's uh, uh, realm, and we also have another loss as well, unfortunately. From this one hit me surprisingly. Yeah, uh, the actor Reggie Cathy just passed away uh, at the age of fifty nine on the same day, February 9th. Uh, after he passed away in his home after battling lung cancer, um, he is the, the Emmy Award winning actor for House of Cards. He plays the uh, barbecue stand, uh, joint owner Freddie Hayes. Right. Um, Kathy also starred in The Wire as political operative Norman Wilson. He also played Martin Kearns in Oz, uh, Dr. Franklin Storm in the 2015 Fantastic Four film. Mm. And he also completed his final role as James Lucas in season two of Luke Cage. He played in a lot of movies. He was in The yeah. Mask, American Psycho, Pootie Tang. Mm. Dirty, Dirty D from Pootie Tang is dead. <laughs> I still haven't seen that movie. Dirty, I mean, Pootie Tang is, it's, it's like, it's like Kung Fury. Okay. It's awful yet so entertaining that you just end up loving it. Mm. It's like, yo, Chris Rock's like, stop doing drugs. (laughs) (laughs) And you still can't help but to love it. Okay. I'm going to have to track down a, a, a copy of it. Do you have it in your collection? I don't. Man, I don't. I don't even know anybody who does. Man, I'm gonna I'm gonna have to track it down. But, yo, Reggie Cathy, that he was a tremendously talented actor. He was very good. Yeah. Yeah, and he had that rich, booming voice too. Yeah. Man, like I can imagine like listening to an audio book with Reggie Cathy and Morgan Freeman. That would be an awesome experience, right there. It's not on HBO. Hmm. Wonder Woman is though. Okay. But yes, uh, rest in peace to uh, Reggie Cathy and Johan Johansson. Gone too soon. Uh, yeah. Um, moving on to uh, some wrestling-related news. Ivory joins the WWE Hall of Fame class of 2018. Three-time WWF Women's Champion and one-time GLOW Champion. One of the originators of GLOW, in fact. Yeah. So yeah, what do you think? I mean, she deserved it. I can't knock it. I mean, it's, it's not who I want to see in the Hall of Fame. Not who I want to see in the Hall of Fame, but... I, I like Ivory. Like, I've always been a fan of hers, especially when she joined the Right to Censor. Like, when she played that role to a T. She did. Yeah. She did, but I mean, no, I definitely like, yo, kudos to her. She's just not who I was. I want to see in the Hall of Fame right now. Oh, who would you see in the women's category for the Hall of Fame? Miss Elizabeth. She's oh, that's right. She's still not in the Hall of Fame. Nah, nah. I think mm. it's something. I think it's something with her family. Mm. Yeah, that's a that's bittersweet, man. It is, but she deserves her due. Absolutely, um, but yeah, Ivory definitely definitely well deserving. Uh, a uh, 
a pioneer, one of the key figures in the Attitude Era of women's wrestling. She started out as Mark Henry's woman. Yep, <laughs> she did. Then she came into her own, and then came a member of the Right to Censor. Like I, rem- I remember, like when she- I remember that whole that that segment on Raw, where uh, it was Lita, Lita and Trish Stratus when they had Brian panties matches back then. Yeah, they had their Brian panties match, and the crowd was wild back when, as the Attitude crowds were back then. Mm-hmm. And then um, when they got down to their bra and panties, all of a sudden you heard that annoying ass music from the. It wasn't even music; it was just a siren. Yeah, and then you had Stephen Richards come out with his with the crew. They converted Godfather and Val Venus stuff. Yep, that was all. That broke my heart. Oh, the Good Father. Yeah, the Good. (laughs) Did they change Val Venus? No, they kept Val Venus's name. Yeah, they kept his name, but he just dressed in all white. Yeah. And then um, I remember when when Ivory cut that promo when she came out as the newest member of Right to Censor, and she's like, you know, um, you know, these women, Trish and Lita, they don't belong in the World Wrestling Federation. And some and some fan was like, take your shirt off. And then another fan went, you're a pervert. <laughs> I don't remember that. You have to like go on the network and send me that. Yeah, you know, yeah, I don't know the exact episode because it was on the, that clip was on YouTube for a long time. Was it? Yeah, but I, you'd have to track down the uh, episode on the network. But yeah, big ups to Ivory. Uh, I would like to see Victoria be in the Hall of Fame eventually. She'll get in. Yeah, I think she'll get in there eventually. But my my heart right now is with Miss Elizabeth. Mm, yeah, and too bad. Indeed. There's a lot of people I want to see in the Hall of Fame. Yeah. But you know, with the with the like I said, with the WWE Hall of Fame, like until they... there's a lot, yeah, there's just a lot of that, things that you know come into play when it comes to getting in because you're yeah. pretty much promoting them, and then you got to use their um, their likenesses and stuff, and especially mm-hmm. if somebody's dead, you got to get permission from the families or the estate or whatever. And it's just, mm. yeah, and uh, and especially like with the Hall of Fame too, and I mentioned this before, like we need to see. An actual Hall of Fame museum. Like, like last I checked, they were doing like they have all the stuff in the warehouse. Mm-hmm. Pretty much, the WWE Hall of Fame is the damn warehouse. Yeah, because like they keep all that stuff. Mm-hmm. Like the Hell in a Cell that Undertaker and Mankind broke. Oh, nice. It's in that. It's in the warehouse. Yeah, the like, I remember like when I was checking out um, Mick Foley and his daughter's um, reality show. Like he mm-hmm. went there and like he touched it. Mick Foley like touched it and just started tearing up because like that's what led him into retirement now. Yeah, absolutely. What's up, Yemi? Hey, Yemi. Thanks for joining us on the show. Um, and uh, also too, like I mentioned before, the the Hall of Fame for the WWE needs an actual voting body. You know, they can't, it can't just be like who Vince is cool with. You know. Seems like yeah, it's kind of like that. Yeah, needs a little more credit. I do like how Jake the Snake got in, though. If you watch it, did you see the resurrection of Jake the Snake? Yes. How he just wanted to be in a rumble. He's like, yeah, we don't have anything for you, but we'll see you in March. You're going, we'll see you in March in April for the Hall of Fame. You're going in. Yeah, that was that was a great moment. That was. Yeah. So yeah, uh, moving moving along. You did mention Kung Fury earlier <laughs> in reference to Pootie Tang. My so, goodness. Uh, go ahead. Now go ahead. Read it. Yes. So. Um, Good news for Kung Fury fans. Not only are we getting a Kung Fury sequel, but Michael Fassbender will be starring in this Kung Fury sequel as well. Uh, Michael Fassbender joins director and star David Sandberg, uh, who also wrote, directed, and starred in the 2015 uh, half-minute, half-an-hour short short film. Uh, David Hasselhoff will also return. Uh, filming begins this summer. 
Now, if you're not familiar with Kung Fury, it's on Netflix and it's also on YouTube. It's 30 minutes of pure batshit crazy insanity, and I love it. I absolutely love it. This movie, Aris, re- Aris reviewed it like in yeah. the early days of the podcast. Yes, he did. This movie, this movie makes no sense, but it makes complete sense yep. at the same time, and that's all I it's can say. It's so bad that it's actually good. Yes, not good, great. Like you, like it's it's kind of like why Sharknado is like so successful. Yeah, like they, those movies are meant to be bad, mm-hmm. and they get like such big stuff. Understand how it's Sharknado is something that's so bad, but they get like such a plethora of stars to well, get in. More like D, E, and F, and G list stars, though. You're still getting, <laughs> yeah. But hey, they're getting work, so not knocking their hustle. But um, let me let me show you, let me show you the uh, story synopsis, uh, the storyline for Kung Fury, the 2015 film. Uh, if if you're not familiar, uh, so the 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 short centered on Miami's best damn cop ever, Kung Fury who becomes Kung Fury after getting struck by lightning and bit by a cobra while chasing a kung fu criminal. As he fights to take down his arch nemesis, Adolf Hitler, a.k.a. the Kung Fuhrer, he must assemble a team from across time, including Vikings, a talking T-Rex, a tech genius who turns into a robot, and Thor. It's actually a triceratops. Yeah. Triceratops watch powering. Well, no, there was a there was a talking T Rex and there was a Triceratops Triceracop. There were two there were two of them. Remember? And it was a raptor. Laser raptor. A laser raptor, yes. It wasn't a T Rex, it was a raptor. There was- watch Jurassic Park, man. Yeah, and uh, and Thor, not Chris Hemsworth. <laughs> and they all teamed together together to stop the Third Reich. I I don't have to say any more, man. You don't. I don't. And <laughs> like you just sit there like, wow. And uh, well, uh, and apparently this is a uh, this is the story for Kung Fury Two, which is coming out. Mm-hmm. Um, and I'm and this is from the Hollywood Reporter. And here's the synopsis for that film. <clears throat> this time around, you don't got to do all that. Kung Fury and his Thunder Cops deal with the tragic death of one of their own when they decide to disband. In, in the wake of the loss, a new and mysterious villain joins Fuhrer Hitler to help him attain the ultimate weapon. Now, Kung Fury must travel through space and time itself to save his friends, defend the prestigious Miami Kung Fu Academy, and defeat evil once and for all. A, you're way too damn extra. B, yeah. you really sound like you have like people locked away in your basement. Shh. I won't tell if you won't. I gotta listen to this shit. <laughs> I gotta listen to this shit tomorrow. Yeah, I mean, I'll, I'll, I assure you that the uh, the people in my basement are well fed. But yes, Kung Fury Two. I can't wait for this. The filming begins this summer. Michael Fassbender. He, the, the the movie's gonna be. It's, it's gonna make bank. I give it all my money. You know what? Even though I have, if it comes out in theaters. Like I wouldn't even use my movie pa- movie pass for this one. I will pay my straight money, cash, to watch it. That's how much I like Kung Fury. But yes, did you knock it when Aris was re- was um no reviewing it? No, I was like I was agreeing with him because like yes, the movie is batshit insanity, and I love it. It's 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 lovely. It's glorious. It's it's one of the reasons why I love films so much. My ass. I'm not lying. I I loved Kung Fury. 
when it came out in 2015, man. Shit. Oh man. Anyway, um, we got some other we got some other news on the docket here. Some interesting ones, and this one John Haponic might be really pleased with because it's a DC related headline. Uh, Joaquin Phoenix is currently in talks to play the Joker. Now. I'll elaborate. Uh, the plan is for Joaquin Phoenix to play the Clown Prince of Crime in a in a sta- standalone origin film, which will be directed by Todd Phillips, who directed the, who directed The Hangover. Uh, the film will also be written by Scott Silver, who wrote Eight Mile, and the film will be executive produced by Martin Scorsese. Uh, Phoenix's Joker film will, will be a gritty crime drama, a gritty crime drama set in the 1980s. Um, Keep in mind that Phoenix has yet to enter formal negotiations with DC, so he hasn't officially been locked into the role as of yet. Uh, Martin Scorsese, Scorsese was, all, was also brought onto this project with the hope that he would convince Leonardo DiCaprio to play the Joker, but DiCaprio decided to go for Quentin Tarantino's Charles Manson film instead. Uh, despite despite this standalone origin j- film, which may star Joaquin Phoenix, DC is still moving for- forward with a Suicide Squad sequel and a Joker Harley, Harley Quinn spinoff feature, both of which will star Jared Leto as the Joker. I don't see it. Joaquin Phoenix, I don't see it. There's only one person I want to play the Joker, and that's Willem Dafoe. I, I totally see. You don't see Joaquin Phoenix? No. no. Try, try to imagine Dude, him. Dude, I'm looking at a picture of him right now. Well, that's with him sunglasses. Like, 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 see him, look, look at him, look at him from, like, the village or the master or, um, or her. Like, just put, picture him with, like, the, the with the white, white face paint and the, the red scars, the, the black, the blacked out eyes, the green hair. He could totally pull it off. Joaquin Phoenix is a great actor. And, and, he would be an, a, an excellent choice to play uh, a new Joker, especially especially in this in this standalone, you know, crime eighties set crime drama, which I'm really What's intrigued the other about. One besides her that you mentioned, uh, besides uh, Joaquin Phoenix, yeah, to play the Joker, uh, who I w- wants to play the Joker. No, you said um, you said look at him as her. And, oh, um, him in the movie her. Yeah, and I just looked. I did. And what's the other one? You mentioned another movie too. The Master. Okay. Yeah. Um, also, uh, oh, Kyle. Kyle just said that Heath Ledger should have been the end of the character for a while. You know, it has been. It has been ten, 10 years. years, man. R.I.P. Heath Ledger, man, who posthumously won the, the Oscar for Best Supporting Actor. I still want. I, I still want Willem Dafoe. He could. Willem Dafoe. This would be right up his alley if you played like a, if you play like an older version of the Joker. And yeah. and technically, DC still could if they wanted to do like a separate standalone film, like with an older version of the Joker that's not part of like, the DCEU. Dude, look, I'm just looking, I, I could just see that. Literally, like Google Willem Dafoe the Joker. Google Willem Dafoe the Joker. Just go Google image it. Yeah, Hell, perfect. The, the best thing about Willem Dafoe as a Joker, though, is that you don't even need to put makeup on him. Well, you kind of do, but yeah. it's like it's it's perfect. Yeah. Like, I'm seeing so many. It, it's, it's absolute nightmare fuel. Yeah, but um, but yeah, Joaquin Phoenix. I mean, if if he if he does end up getting cast as a Joker, like I would definitely watch that, especially with uh, the pedigree behind the scenes. Um, it would definitely be better than Jared Leto. What what, what we've seen so far uh, from him, uh, 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 uh. <laughs> uh, trap Joker. <laughs> 
with damage on his forehead. If he doesn't have those those skeevy tattoos that like There's, they're already stuck character. onto his character, so like that's yeah. that's it. And yeah. they're tattoos. I mean, for 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 Joaquin Phoenix's Joker, if oh. they just keep him with the classic look, don't put damage on his forehead or I'm a crazy motherfucker like tattooed on his arm or something, then yeah, we're, we're good. Um, but yeah, I mean, I still think that the definitive Joker will will always be Heath Ledger because like that's what he brought to that table to to the roles like can't be can't be matched. And everybody hated him. He hated at first. Well. I will say, like, I didn't hate him as a Joker, like when I saw the film, but when I first heard no, I'm it announced, about when they fir- with the first announcement, like yeah. a lot of people hated on it. I I, I did too, because I was like, really, that guy? Yeah, I don't see it. But then when I'm the so trailers came when out, you saw that first trailer. You quoted Leto all the time, Vic. I didn't quote Leto all the time. What are you talking about? I did, what? You got some explaining to do. As your buddy from college, so Later. you got some explaining to do. Oh, he's talking about Suicide Squad. No, I, I did not quote that film at all. Listen, I only saw you on Tuesdays when we did the podcast, so I mean, yeah, yeah. But um, but you know, I'm I'm curious though. Which which if we're talking about since we're talking about Suicide Squad uh, two, which they're still making a sequel of, I wonder if that's going to be part of the post uh, Flashpoint film. Because cause Flashpoint's reboot is well, resetting the DCU. Yeah, and what's well, it possibly is because what's crazy is that there was a picture. I came across an article. I should have sent it to you, but I just wasn't thinking at the time. Mm-hmm. Um, that they said somebody like leaked a picture on the insta um, from the Instagram mm-hmm. of you know like the director saying, "Oh, he's whipping us into shape." So you know, some of the cast members were in the gym, and the guy who played Diablo was in the picture. Oh, really? Yeah. Hmm. So he may be coming back. Huh. Oh, okay. I mean, if that if that's the case, then that that might be a good that might be I a sign. I literally thought like he that. was the best character in that whole movie. Yeah, like between him, Harley Quinn, other than Will Smith and Harley Quinn. Yeah, a dead shot. Yeah, yeah. Well, it's, it was, not, it's not saying a lot, you know. It's not, but I was like, you know what? I actually like. I was like, okay, he was cool. Yeah. Is this shit over yet? <laughs> I mean, if if I mean if 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 the, the Diablo character is coming back, then that's def, uh, uh, that's probably a sign that they are rebooting the the universe for sure. Yeah, you know, and I will and and on top of that, I will say this though: if DC reboots the DCEU with Flashpoint, and the movies are still whack, then John Haponic has no more excuses. No, he doesn't. Then he has to. He, he'll probably still defend. Yeah, much like a cop. Shut up. <laughs> But at that point, John will just have to join us on the Marvel train. He he just He'll has to. Do it. He will not turn in his. We are not him and his wife will not turn on. They will not turn in their. We are not group shirts. <laughs> I mean, there, there's still room on the train, John. You can always come aboard. I mean, you you don't have to suffer in silence. I mean, we've got the we've got the MCU. We have Logan. You like Logan? Uh. We got Deadpool. You like Deadpool? You know, we still got the first two Spider-Man films with Tobey Maguire. We got you covered, man. You don't have to suffer. You can always come back home Part to the Marvel train of Spider-Man 2. Yeah. Oh, absolutely. Yeah. So, yeah, think about it. Uh, and also on, on other DC news, uh, Michael Bay. Michael Bay is actually being considered to direct the Lobo film. Uh, so DC wh- goes boom. Yeah, explosions. I'm starting to think that Michael Bay is a low-key arsonist. 
Yeah, if he wasn't a filmmaker, yeah, he'd be in jail for arson, for arson right now. <laughs> or he'd be like terrorist or something. I would go that far, Jesus. I mean, explosions, bombs all the time. I mean, do the math. But uh, Warner Brothers in DC, they are talking with Michael Bay about directing a movie based on the interstellar bounty hunter slash anti-hero Lobo, which DC considers to be their equivalent of the R-rated Deadpool. Uh, I can agree. To, I can agree to that statement. Not yours, Kyle. <laughs> Oh, what, what, Cowboys what? fans are the abused wife that still loves her attacker. Oh, that's <laughs> that's that is mm, that. All right, Jake Delhomme. Who's Jake Delhomme? He was the garbage quarterback for the Panthers before Cam Newton. Oh, okay. Well, you know, if the shoe fits, Carl, you got to wear it. Where's your ring, bitch? Oh, did the Panthers ever win the Super Bowl? No, they didn't. No, they didn't. Oh, well. You never, you never they know. They made it to two. Okay. Hey, they might pull in Eagles. Maybe next year. You know? You know how long the Eagles been around? How long? Since nineteen, since the 30s. Since the 30s? Yeah. Damn. They won NFL championships, but never a Super Bowl. Oh, wow. Well, well, you know, just as long as the Patriots never win another one, we'll be good. Yep, here we go. Yeah, because five is all you need, Pats fans. That's they ain't need the first. <laughs> they ain't need the Hell, they didn't even need those five. I mean, right, the Patriots right, I'm have. Done, I'm done. I, I yeah. said I was done trolling. Yeah. Um. Yeah, five too many championships, in my opinion. But uh, moving on, uh, we have some other uh, DC news. Um, interestingly, Tiffany Haddish and Melissa McCarthy will star in The Kitchen. Uh, the Kitchen will is a is a DC Vertigo graphic novel, which is a gritty crime drama set in the 1970s in Hell's Kitchen, and it's about mob wives who take over their husbands' businesses when the FBI sweeps in and arrests their men. Um, and also, so Tadish and McCarthy will star in this drama. Very interesting choices for actresses. Very. Uh, yeah, two 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 comedic actresses being in like a gritty crime drama. I like that. Uh, straight out of comp- I can't lie, I like them both. Yeah. I do too. Um, straight out of Compton, co-screenwriter Andrea Burloff will will write the film, and will also make her directorial debut with *The Kitchen*. Uh, New Line Cinema and DC will produce the film. Now, I haven't. I've never read *The Kitchen*. It wouldn't be under um, Warner Brothers. Um, well, New Line Cinema is. I think they're owned by Warner Brothers. Oh, okay. But New Line Cinema, they're more for like the R-rated uh, DC properties and Vertigo. Oh, okay. Yeah. So. Yeah, I'm. I'm looking forward to it. Like, I've never read The Kitchen, but I think I'll. I'll think I'll start. Like, if there's like a trade paper, paperback, I'll check it out. Um, I like the premise. I do. And Tiffany do. and Tiffany Haddish is coming up since Girls Trip, man. Yeah, Got some acclaim for that, and I'm a fan of hers. So, yeah, I'm looking forward to seeing what they bring to the table with the the kitchen. Um, also, uh, some other superhero uh, news: Mary J. Blige. Is, is going to be joining Netflix's upcoming superhero series, The Umbrella Academy. Uh, Blige will star as the time-traveling hit woman Cha-Cha, who's a sadistic and sociopathic assassin. I heard about that. Very interesting choice. Uh, the show is based on the graphic novels of the same name created by Gerard Way and Gabriel Ba, and it follows a dysfunctional family of superheroes working together to solve the mystery of their father's death while trying to stay together as a unit. Uh, Blige is also nominated nominated this year for two Oscars for Mudbound for Best Supporting Actress and Best Original Song. Yeah, so she's... She, yo, Mary J. Blige, man, she's been killing it lately. And... Um, to see her as a as a 
sadistic villain. That's intriguing. Yeah, I'm curious. Mm. I am too. Like, like she's a she's a she's a good actress. I've seen her in some stuff. Yeah, I did too. Yeah, I think the last thing I've seen her really. It was a Tyler Perry movie. <laughs> yeah. Oh, speaking of Tyler Perry. Oh, Jesus, what you do? I am planning to see that uh, that 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 movie he has coming out next month, Acrimony, with Taraji P. Henson. Hmm? Oh, you, oh, you haven't heard of it? Mm-mm. Go uh, after well after the podcast. Go watch the trailer, and and for those who are watching and listening, watch the trailer for Tyler Perry's movie Acrimony. It stars Taraji P. Henson. It, it, it's kind of got this weird like, it's it's like it looks like a more serious version of Temptation. So, which means that this movie is sure to be terrible and an unintentional comedy. So, I can't wait to see this movie in theaters. I, I am looking forward to seeing it so I can review it on this podcast. Thank you, Movie Pass. So, yeah. So, I just wanted to throw that out there. Um, we also have some uh, wrestling news here. Some good wrestling We're back news. back to uh, Yes. Uh, Triple H is now in charge of 205 Live. So Vince McMahon recently stepped down from overseeing 205 Live and has given complete control to Triple H. And so for the past two weeks, that explains why the show has actually been good and worth watching, as it now features a new GM in Rockstar Spud, now known as Drake Maverick, and a heavier focus on in-ring action with the current Cruiserweight Championship Tournament, which will culminate at WrestleMania 34. I just As long as Seth finally gets it. Yeah, I want, I want, I want the finals to be set in TJP. Yeah, that would be a fire match, and that, and that's a story right there too. Yeah, like T- the, the yeah. up, you know, the one who stole the show mm-hmm. at the Cruiserweight Classic. Yep, with going Cor- against the winner. Mm-hmm. Yeah, that's the story right there. Cedric Alexander versus like that's Cor- actually one of my like that actually became like one of my like favorite moments when the crowd was saying "Please sign Cedric," and Triple H came out like, "Okay." Yeah, that was awesome. Like I YouTube that moment from time to time, just because of just because it's such a feel good moment. Absolutely, yeah, man. And that and that was like one of my favorite matches of the year, twenty sixteen. It, it was mine too. Yeah, Cedric versus like that ta- versus like Kota the, Ibushi. The, the the honestly, I still think the Cruiserweight Classic was one of the best. Was the best tournament. Mm, I if agree. I was to rank them, it would be Cruiserweight Classic, UK, and then May Young Classic. Yeah, I agree. That's that's my exact order order too. Yeah. So um so yeah, we've um the past two episodes of 205 Live, they saw some solid tournament matches with Cedric Alexander versus Lince Dorado, which was a great match. Uh Tyler Bate versus TJP. That was good. Yep. I caught that one. Yeah. And Hideo Itami versus Roderick Strong, which is a which is an excellent match too. Uh tonight's episode of 205 Live will also be worth tuning in as it features two more tournament matches with Akira Tozawa versus Mark Andrews. Yeah, I think I would probably say he's my favorite from the UK tournament. Yeah, he's one of my. He's like my third favorite behind Pete Dunne and Tyler Bate. I like them too, but uh, Mark Andrews is just dope. Like he's a he's really good. Yeah, and also tonight's episode will feature Drew Gulak versus Tony Nice. I'm not a fan of those two. No, they're. Go- I mean, they're good. I'm just not a fan. Like they just seem too like regular. They too bland. Yeah. They're, they're, they're like the, to me they're like just unseasoned chicken <laughs> <laughs> well 
Well, you know, I would I would agree with well, you. Well, Drew Gulak has like he has great mic school mic skills. Like his yeah. whole PowerPoint presentation thing like gets over. It does. Like I still want to see the rest of that PowerPoint presentation. <laughs> um I think like his his character like his character was is a positive in that like he's showing more personality. Yeah. Because when he was in the Cruiserweight Classic, he was just like, oh, just a generic good wrestler. That's yeah. it. Tony Nese, like, he has the look, he has the ability, but no personality. But he's starting to show a little bit of it. So I'm hoping... He's growing. Yeah, he's growing. Yeah. So hoping that he'll, he can grow more into that that role as well. So, yeah, man. I mean, 205 Live, if, if it can recapture some of that spirit, that essence of the Cruiserweight Classic, where you have solid wrestling matches, no filler, then I will tune in every week. I will say, though... Um, there's still some tweaking that can be done. Like for example, they can either move 205 Live to before SmackDown. Yeah, like what like what um, Brian said a couple of weeks ago. Yep. Or or put 205 Live back to full sale and make that a, a network exclusive yeah, show. Yeah, like on on Thursdays. Yeah, like on Thursdays. So you know the timing timing is still an issue, but in terms of content, yo, I'm glad Triple H is actually allowed to take the reins and. This will give us a good indication of what Triple H can do on the main roster for main roster booking. Right. So. Well, yeah. I mean, NXT still doing a good job. Oh, absolutely. So, like yeah. by leaps and bounds. Like NXT's takeovers are still better than most main yeah. roster pay-per-views. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. I mean, the five-star match between Andrade Cien Almas and Johnny Gargano. Man. Yeah, that told the story. Mm-hmm. That really that that did tell the story. Yeah. We'll save that for an, for another wrestling podcast. Yes. So, yeah, 205 Live, catch it now because it's worth watching. And your boy. And, uh, Burr. last bit of news here. Jesus Burr. Christ. Jesus Christ, why? Burr. Shut up, Carl. <laughs> there is a Gucci Mane biopic in the works. Burr. <laughs> So, Par- oh my God! For some reason, Paramount Pictures and Imagine Entertainment—they're going to be working on this film, which will be an adaptation of the autobiography of Gucci Mane, which was released, <laughs> which was released last September. So, as with the book, the film will follow the rags to riches life story of Radrick Delantic Davis. Burr. <laughs> First of all, his name his name sounds like a goddamn wizard from a Harry Potter uh, story. I have a cousin named Roderick. R- Radrick? R A D R I C. Well, no, it's like Roderick. It's Roderick, as in Roderick Strong. Roderick Strong. Sorry, okay. shout out to Roderick, by the way. Okay. But like, I mean, he does have a. He has a good, you know. He did turn his life around. Like the dude looks healthy. Compared to how he looked like ten years ago, I mean, he, the man has an ice cream tattoo on his face. I don't know how healthy he could he could possibly well, be. Well, despite that, like he lost tons of weight. He's like smiling more. You know, he recently, you know, he just got married. I think he got married. I know there was a reality show following it, but mm-hmm. well, although if the movie can save somebody's life, I would be okay with it. Sure, I mean that's I, a, that's the only way I can look at it. Are you a fan of Gucci Mane's music? Oh, no, not at all. I okay. think I like only one song out of his whole entire like catalog. Mm. And it was mainly because it was when Young Jeezy first came out. Right. And it was around, it was that era. Mm. Now, 
I, I see. I, see, I remember this whole Gucci main business where um, <laughs> I remember it was. I think. Go ahead, tell the story. All right, this it was is so great. It was two years ago. I was on Facebook and I was like looking up and I posted on Facebook. Okay, I'm looking for some good hip hop music, some good albums. What can you recommend? And you know, Angela, shout outs to her. She gave some good recommendations. Awol gave some good recommendations. Then Aris, Aris's dumbass. <laughs> climbed onto the thread and said gucci main man he just got out the feds burr 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 gucci and i was like serious inquiries only please and then wilson uh doc strange came chimed in he was like that was a serious inquiry burr nigga burr <laughs> and then it then the then the, then the thread d- devolved i want to see this thread again oh it's still on there you have to go back to like 2016 yeah i know but yeah, uh, I I was trying to get some good recommendations, and then Aris had to chime in with his dumb ass talking about Burr Gucci Burr. Yeah, didn't he like tag me into that thread? <laughs> he did, and then you photoshopped me with an ice cream cone <laughs> on my goddamn face. The ice cream emoji. I, I definitely still got that picture. You still got that picture, man. I do. Now here's my question: <laughs> Who, who could possibly play Gucci Mane on film? Who? <laughs> I don't. Who, which, which black actor, which black thespian will be brave enough to put that ice cream tattoo face on, uh, on their person and put their acting credibility on the line to bring this film to life? Who? Who would you cast as Gucci Mane? I can't even think of one right now, but like I said, the, the turnaround story, the turnaround story could help. So could. No, I, I can picture a few actors, maybe Michael B. Jordan. No, I mean he could he could do no. Just imagine him going Burt all day. No, nah? no, with with gold fronts. No, no, no. Uh, Chadwick Boseman. Don't do that. I mean, do it, not list. Do, do not do not list the Black Panther soundtrack. No, no, the Black Panther cast. No, no. Here's the thing though, with, with Chadwick Boseman, he could play Gucci Mane only because he's he's played James Brown. Brown he's, he's played, played Jackie Robinson. Robinson. Yeah, no, uh, no. Thurgood Marshall. I mean, I heard Marshall was good, but I didn't get a chance to watch it. I'll leave that up to you. So, three three black legends. He can play one more with Gucci Mane. Yeah, let's put Gucci Mane in the same class as those as those pioneers. Who wants to see me post that that picture of Victor with the ice cream emoji on his face like Gucci Mane? <laughs> Nobody. Um, oh, how about Dan- Daniel Kaluuya as Gucci Mane? He, he he could. I mean, Daniel Kaluuya. He's 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 getting he's putting in that work. I can't think of anybody. I really can't think of anybody. Like when you posted this, I actually laughed. I mean, I I laughed. I I got a good laugh out of it too myself. But I mean, yeah, I mean, you're more in disgust, but I laughed. Yeah, but uh, John says honestly, I, see, I want to see the picture. Go ahead, why not? Just, just, just post it. I gotta, yeah, I gotta find it. You gonna be okay? <laughs> oh yeah, I'll be okay. I'll be fine. Yeah. So yeah, um, a Gucci Mane biopic. So maybe that's that'll be the unofficial question of the week. Who is you? Who can you picture playing Gucci Mane? Let us know at codexprimepodcast at gmail or send in your thoughts in the group chat or on social media. Well, how about we actually move on to the real question of the week? Okay, what's that? Um, okay, so me being busy this week, mm-hmm. I didn't even get a chance to post uh, last week's question of the week, so I guess we can scrap that. Okay. So this week, since tomorrow's Valentine's Day, mm-hmm. who, 
and, and who are your favorite couples in nerd culture? Mm, couples in nerd culture. I'll let you go first. I would probably have to say, damn, my favorite in nerd culture, which is. Uh, would you say it's Peter Parker and Mary Jane? Yeah. Yeah. That's a good one. Mm-hmm. Or uh, maybe Storm and Black Panther. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Heard that has, they have some good comics, I understand. Yeah. Um, there's, a, there's a lot. Like, I can't even, I haven't even thought of some. Peter and Lois. Uh, family guy. <laughs> Yo, Lois is so right to die because Peter does so much dumb shit. Oh, yeah, he absolutely does. Um, let me see. For me, I would I would go with uh, Han Solo and Princess Leia. Um, for a few reasons, because even even though their story ends rather tragically, especially with Han Solo, um. It kind of makes sense that their relationship didn't work out in the end because they're at the end Han is just a smuggler. It's in his blood. And Princess Leia, she's all about the movement, the resistance. So there's no way they could have lasted, really. Um that sounded really depressing now that I think about it. Okay, let's think about another couple. Um I do like Reed Richards and Sue Storm. That's mine. Okay. Um I also like uh well, Black Panther and Storm, that's a good one. I also like uh Luke Cage and Jessica Jones. They they had a they also have a really good storyline yeah. in the comics as well so so yeah I, I I would like to see that you know on on the Netflix series eventually even though Luke Cage and uh, uh, Claire Temple Rosario Dawson they've got a sweet Christmas deal going on um, sweet Christmas deal going on okay yeah Gambit and Rogue too yeah that's that, that's definitely one of the one of the one of my favorite ones especially in the cartoon yeah yeah so yeah. Let us know. It'll be on our social medias within a day or two. Um, you can also email them at codexpinepodcast at gmail.com. And you can find us everywhere on social media. Indeed. And uh, also, do we have any emails this week? Do we? Yeah, let's check see if we have some emails before we uh, sign off. Uh, also, since Valentine's Day is tomorrow, you got any uh, any plans? Any ideas? I have something in the works. Okay. Maybe. Now, um, I, I now now being now me being the film guy, uh, film buff, I do have some uh, wonderful Valentine's Day films. You guys that that any of you lovely couples out there can watch. So for tomorrow, you can make it a movie day with the Valentine's Day. I do have a few recommendations. I reckon uh, that I'll share with you. Uh, one is uh, Brown Sugar. Brown Sugar, which is one of my... That's a good one. I like Brown Sugar. Yep. Still one of my favorites with uh, uh, Sanaa Lathan and Tay Diggs to make such a lovely on-screen couple together. And it's got good hip-hop music in it, too. Most Def is in it. Uh, of course, Love and Basketball. Uh, Love Jones. Hitch. Um, Hitch. Hitch, Hitch was is very, fun. Hitch was very good. I like Hitch. Um, like, even, even, even though, like... Uh, you know it's one that I do like? Even though, it's, you know, it's sad, but it's old it's Shakespeare... Romeo and Juliet from like 19, from 1996 with yeah. Leonardo DiCaprio and Claire Danes. That is a good one. Yeah. Um, well, well shot too. Baz Luhrmann. Um, yeah, the same guy who did the, did the get down. Yeah. I mean, I, I was going to say though, with Hitch, 
with Hitch, the only thing I would have done with Hitch is I would have changed the ending. I would have made it a sad, depressing one. Of course you would. No, because here's the thing. Like, if you've seen Hitch, right, you know how his whole deal was like, oh, there's so many rules today and that you, dating that you got to follow and all this. And, like, and Will Smith's character Hitch lives by those rules. Mm-hmm. So until he meets Eva Mendez, where it's like she's, like, throwing him off. And it's like, realize, like, oh, okay, these rules don't really apply here. So here's the thing. Here's how I would have rewritten the ending for Hitch. Cancer? No, 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 not, not cancer. I would have rewritten it. Th- there was a part at towards the- <laughs> Even John Aponic said illness. <laughs> okay. Well, what? I, 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 I don't understand why you guys would say that. But anyway. Your track record, is um, to, your track record speaks for itself. I would rewrite the ending of Hitch where there's a part where, where, where Hitch, he, he, he's knocking on Eva Mendes' door and he's kind of stammering and, you know, trying to get, trying to say that, oh, I love you or something to that effect. And like Will Smith, he's not, he's not able to put the words together. And then Eva Mendes can simply silence him by putting her hand on his mouth going, shh, listen, Hitch, you've, you've, you've tried, you've tried to live your life and our relationship by these rules, but it's over. I can't live like that anymore. You have to realize that the rules don't always work. And the rule, and here's my new rule for you. We're through. Goodbye, Hitch, and good luck. And then she sadly closes the door on him. And then you cut to the other scene where Kevin James is trying to get with this model chick. So She wasn't a model. Uh, so, She's like the heiress to some big business. Yeah, heiress, right? So I would rewrite it to where... Uh, Kevin James is like she. He's running. He's running he, to to meet the heiress, and he's like, "Oh, we're gonna we're gonna get away together. They're gonna meet on this boat. They're gonna travel right off into the sunset, and they're gonna start their new life together." And then when Kevin James arrives, she sees the heiress with another dude, another rich dude, like hemmed up, hemmed up on the arm and arm, arm and arm. And Kevin James is like, "Why? Why are you doing this?" And and then the rich heiress can be like, "I'm sorry, but." You know, we're 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 on two different, you know, social social economic planes. You can't you can't provide what this man can provide. And then the rich, then her and the rich dude ride off into the sunset. And then Kevin James is standing at the docks. Awful. Standing at the docks, watching them go, and you can see tears well up in his eyes. And then you cut to the final scene, where Will Smith is sitting on a park bench in Central Park all by himself, and he's re and he's. You know, you know, re, 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 reliving the the events of the film in his head, that and then awesome. and then and then you cut to a split screen, a split screen of of Will Smith and Kevin James, and they're just sadly crying to themselves, and then it f- slow fades to black, roll credits. But I want to watch that on Valentine. Damn, dude. That's how I would have ended Hitch. That's awful. I mean, uh, that, that that's just awful. It, 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 because. That that would have it would have turned the whole predictable cliche of romantic films on its head, and you get to see some dramatic acting by Will Smith and Kevin James, and they probably would have gotten Oscar nominated. Nobody wants to see that shit. <laughs> <laughs> that um, so yeah. Uh, oh, Black Mirror episode two, season five. Hmm, I will. I will. I'll check that out. Um, also, there is no season five of Black Mirror. No, I think it's only up to four. Is it? Yeah. He must be in season four. I don't know. Probably, but yeah. um also some I haven't o- got that far yet. Yeah. Yeah. So also on some other our our uh Oh, we got an announcement. No, we got oh, an announcement. Oh yeah, we got an announcement real quick. Uh The Fountain, Eternal Sunshine of the Spotless Mind, and uh Phantom Thread. Yes. Also great Red Valence Valence's A films. All right. Yeah. Well, our announcement. 
Next week, yes, we will be recording our show live. Mm-hmm. At, for those in the uh, Rhode Island area, we will be recording our show live at It's Hair Barbershop. Yes. Located on Broad Street. Oh, my God. Why can I have this? <laughs> I was not so big. You got to prepare. It's my damn bra. It's my barbershop, okay? I just know where it's at. It's located at 824 Broad Street in Providence, Rhode Island. Yes. And we will be reviewing Black Panther over there. Mm-hmm. So you are more than welcome to come in. And join in on the fun. And also, we will have uh, Providence mayoral um, candidate Kobe Dennis will be in the building sharing his thoughts as well on the movie. So come through, just show some love, be on the show, and just tell us what you think of Black Panther. That's because we're gonna go. We're gonna go in spoiler filled. Mm -hmm. It's gonna be great. Yes, come one, come all. I will wear my Nigerian shirt too for the occasion. So, so it'll be Tuesday at six yeah. o'clock. Yep, at It's Hair Barbershop in Providence, eight twenty four Broad Street in Providence, Rhode Island. Yes, indeed, man. So yeah, be on the lookout for that. Also, catch us all over social media. You can find our episodes on SoundCloud, iTunes, Google Play, YouTube, and Facebook, of course. Uh, you can also follow us at Twitter at Codex Prime Cast and Instagram at, at Codex, Codex Prime, Prime Podcast. Podcast. Yeah, so give us a five star review. Uh, send us some emails if you if you want, um, and yeah, it, all that all that stuff, all that stuff. Yep. Yeah, so tune in next week for that. We'll be talking about Black Panther. We got so much to get into, so we will catch you on the flip. Wakanda forever. Shout out to Ty by the way tuning in. <laughs> yes, uh, and peace out, nerds. Later.